of Wildean's house. Begins now, and it begins with a visit from one of the great friends to the show. And it begins with a confession from me that I was wrong about something. Joining us now, he is Mr. The Business of Sports. There is nobody who knows it better than this guy, and he always is generous with his time with us. He is the sports business reporter for the Action Network. And he's a good buddy of Tausch's. It is Darren Ravel on Wilding Tausch. Darren, good morning. How are you today? What were you wrong again on? So <laughs> he, is Tausch brings this up, and you, he, look, you are a visionary. I, I, I've always said that about you. I, you. Did not, I did not agree with Tausch when he said, well, you know what Ravel's doing. He's collecting VHS tapes of movies. Now, in, uh, I would like to defend myself briefly because it sounds to me like the key is still in the shrink wrap and yeah, in yeah. really good condition because Tausch had me heading down to the Goodwill picking through the bin of, of, of tapes that have all been watched and rewound already. So I'm, I'm not a thousand percent wrong on this, but I was definitely wrong on this because, and I know we've got a lot of stuff we want to get to with NIL and everything else, but I wanted to start here with you. What made you think that there was going to be a market for VHS tapes, and how good do you feel that you were right and I was wrong and it's really turning out to be a thing? Listen, I don't even, based on what, so I've poured about 40 grand into it. So I don't know if I'm right yet. I'm right wait a minute. in that. Wait, 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 wait. But you, I saw your tweet, like, weekend at Bernie's, which I don't even, I, at some point I'd like to get into <laughs> those, how they managed are, to do are, a those sequel. Those are like small ones. No, like those are small ones. The ones I really made investments in, I bought I bought two sealed sets of Rocky 1 through 4. Because to me, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and. Listen, this is all the same play. It's it's nostalgia. It's bringing you back. It's something that looks good. You know, for if you got you got to realize something. Movie posters are incredible, but the problem is that they're all in different sizes. They're too big and they can't be graded like cards. Enter VHS, which is a smaller movie poster on a piece of outdated technology that everyone from, you know, basically 37 to 55 really relates to. And when they're put in great cases and put on a desk, it's something that, you know, we got to go in COVID memorabilia, you know, was a popular purchase because we had to go into the bank and reach somewhere where we could get a smile. And it was guaranteed. And that's what I play in. That's why why I've done, you know, tickets and and, and why I thought those were great. And that's why I do the VHS, which, again, don't know if it's going to be sticky enough, but I like it. So, Darren, you, you got into VHS. You've been in tickets forever. Did you see the tech? When did you start with the tickets? Because now you can't even get a ticket stub, and that's where I'm assuming you're going to end up making a bunch of money because you collect the big events, you get it signed, and then you get them graded. Was this just your vision because you saw everything going digital? 
Yes. Mm, I don't like that it's digital. Like, I don't, I think that if you could get an actual ticket and each time we'd be talking about it, I think that'd be good for the ticket collecting industry. The moment for me was when PSA, which grades cards, said all of a sudden we're grading tickets. And if you think about tickets, they've never had a natural place to be. They've been in a shoebox. They've been on a bulletin board. But it, it wasn't like cards where you could put them in sheets and cases. So I'm thinking to myself, I don't really like what's going, in, going into cards. It's a lot of false scarcity. Oh, let's make one of five. Wow, this is the LeBron logo, man. There's only one of them. No, no, no. I like real scarcity. And when I started to look, I'm like, man. I've been looking for three and a half years for a Doug Flutie Hail Mary ticket, and I still can't find one. So this thing must be really scarce. And now there's, you know, there's six that have been graded by PSA, and I own two of them. You know, so just the idea of the moment being worth more than a card, the card doesn't, again, bring tug at your heartstrings. And so I, I made a list of 100 moments in sports that I had to get. And uh, I will not release the list at any time because that will hurt me. But I have I have scored ninety one of them. Ooh. Are there any? Since you're on a Wisconsin show, are there any Wisconsin sports moments that made your list yes, of 100 one hundred that you wanted to yes. get the tickets of? Yes, at least at least one, and it is currently being graded at PSA. I got um, uh, the first Lambo leap. Ooh. Oh, Packers Butler. Raiders, yeah, Leroy Butler. Butler. Yeah. So I, there, there was. Mm. I think there's. There, yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt like I needed to get that one. I'm trying to think if there's any other Wisconsin. Um, I did. I did trade. With, so what I do often is, if I want an autograph of a guy, I will uh, on a ticket. I will buy, if I can get two of them, I'll buy two, get one of them graded, and then give the player a graded ticket because they definitely don't have it. So I, I gave J.J. and T.J. Watt their Wisconsin debuts graded, and then they signed one. Oh, I like it. Very nice. Savvy. Also All gave, right. I also gave I also gave JJ the game where he scored a touchdown, recovered a fumble, and had a sack, and I, the game where was I think Wisconsin's greatest victory ever, maybe eighty two to I think it was Illinois, like eighty two seventeen, and he happened to be on the ticket. Hmm. All right, before we get into NIL and the Big Ten expansion, is there anything that you're out in front of? Because you're out in front of VHS, you're out in front of Alex Rodriguez that you want to share with me personally over the air. Exactly. I'm not going to tell you. I do do have a canned cocktail coming out that will be in Wisconsin likely in October. Okay. Wait, Uh, you have a what? Nostalgic, though. A canned cocktail. Yeah, it, yeah, it's called Rovell. No, it's not called Rovell. It's a it's a canned cocktail. So, so real quickly, and we'll get on the show, and and maybe I'll do a read, and maybe I'll I'll pay for some ads soon. But uh, oh, I was wow. at nice. a I was at a yeah I was at a place uh, and I was having a I ordered a jalapeno cucumber drink at a bar. Couldn't believe it. 
I was like, wow, this is incredible. I had five of them. It was in New York City. I drove my car into the city. I actually took an Uber home. I show up. My wife is like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I left my car in the city. I had five drinks. She goes, wait, for $70 more that you parked in the city, your car is going to be there for $70 more? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's going to cost you a lot more because there is not a canned cocktail whose chief differentiator is spice. And that is my next business. And that's what happened. Wow. Okay. Well, you're going to pay for that parking cost, that's for sure. Yeah. And then some. yeah. Well, a lot more than $70 for the startup. Yeah. All right. All right. So we had you on last year. It was about July. I think it was July 1, NIL. Yep. Give us yep. your bird's eye view on what's transpired throughout the first year of it. Well, it kind of went how I thought that that NIL was going to go just completely off the rails because, as we know, the NCAA, the Alston restricted earnings case, happened like June twentieth and of twenty twenty one, and we thought I always thought that and Oliver Locke had a company that was going to be a third party that was going to say whether or not a deal seemed kosher or not based on some sort of standard of price, the NCAA says, oh, no, we're not, we, we can't do that at all now that there's this restricted earnings case, and then it becomes a free-for-all, and then it becomes all these collectives, and let's have a kitty, and $18 million for Tennessee, and let's buy players. And so it's not really name, image, and likeness at all now. It's basically just free market. Let's buy a player and then later figure out what he's going to endorse to make it seem kosher. Um, and and it's going to be interesting because let's say Tennessee is spending $18 million a, this year to get their guys. Are, if, if they go five and eight, are they, are they, or five and seven, are they going to do another 18 next year? I mean, that's really the next question here. You have Miami and John Ruiz and, you know, just spending millions and no one's running the ship. And so this, this I think, was the beginning of the end of the NCAA. And now these Pangea conferences, you know, the big 20, you know, is, is the next. Because they're the ones who became, we're all about enforcement. So then if you don't have any enforcement at all, and you can't do anything, and you're just an event company whose members pay $600 million for you to run 90 championships, that's a really expensive proposition. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, so it's, it's been crazy. Yeah, so Darren, do you think that, because you obviously with the news of UCLA and USC and the Big Ten, and the SEC, really an ESPN versus Fox battle. Do you think it's going to end up being where you're going to end up with 20 and 20? Uh, how do you think the landscape is going to change it? Do you think that the NCAA is going to be completely out of it or just out of football and basketball? I mean, they're really just in basketball. I mean, I think they could be completely out of it. I, I really do. The one thing that people aren't talking about, and I'm not trying to create a controversy here in ESPN Wisconsin, but <laughs> RP, is, is the Big Ten going to try to buy guys out, too? Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, Madison is based on how big you are. 
based on how big you are, based on tradition, based on it's not only just what city you're in, but like all of a sudden to me, Iowa doesn't look too good. Right? You're in Iowa City. Like, like, okay, obviously I'm a Northwestern guy. At least there's Chicago there. But, like, are there, is there a few, are we going to be 20? Or is there a possibility that we're going to shake this up and someone's going to buy, are we going to buy people out too? Based on how big you can oh. be, based on your tradition, based on your market. I mean, could there be a shakeup there? No one's talking about that yet. I that's kind of just inside my head, but I'm thinking. So, Darren, as a as a Northwestern alum, and Tausch and I are both Wisconsin alums, and I have this. We've had this conversation with Barry Alvarez. We've had this conversation with Greg Gard, with Pat Richter, all the luminaries of Badgers yep. athletics over the years. Um, you, you are at your core while you do all the collecting, and I still can't believe that yep. your flu game uh, ticket was graded as poorly as it was uh, from what oh I saw on Twitter God. a couple what days a, ago. What a, what a I don't know why I get you started. <laughs> but but are you worried about college sports because it seems like nobody knows what the hell they're doing to make all this work? Or do you think eventually it'll all come out in the wash and college sports will still be what... Because I know you enjoy them and Tausch and I obviously do too. Are you worried about I'm it or are you not worried about, about college it? Sports. I'm, 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 I'm interested to see if we end up in a place that is better than it was before or is it just it is what it is like i don't listen it, it it's very interesting you know i i know that that pat fitzgerald has had a hell of a recruiting class so far and one of his strategies is you know we're not going to pay anyone or like you know like we're going to win the big 10 because because anyone who's paying anyone that good luck with their locker room, right? Like the locker room right. fights, right? Like, like okay, you're in Chicago, you're at Northwestern, you're maybe you're not expecting any pay, but like, I mean, he's been able to get some good recruits, and there's and and is there something to the well, we're going to win the damn thing because we're the best team because we're not arguing. You know, there's something, and there could be something to that, right? So like, who? How is this going to shake out in terms of competition? That's number one. Like, w- one thing we, we did see in NIL, and maybe this is just coincidence and maybe it's not, but, like, literally everyone who got a, a big deal sucked. Right? Like, you got DJ at Clemson, you Spencer Rattler, right. oh, he's replaced. You got you got uh, uh, um, uh Kid at Georgia, no, he's replaced for the national championship. You, you, I mean, over and over. Derek King, he started it. Uh, he's he's out at Miami after three games. Mackenzie Milton. I mean, literally every real deal with big money fails. So, is that like it is? It I have no idea how this is going to shake out. But but there's every day it seems to be. Some other idea of where it's going to be. All right, last two things uh, for you, because I feel like we talk to you around this time of year every year, and there are two things that show up in your Twitter timeline that I'm always entertained by. One is Bobby Bonilla Day. 
<laughs> How many more years do we have of that? And is that not one of the craziest? I mean, that's why we celebrate it, right? That he right. gets paid this million plus every year. 13, and it's still ha- 13 more years. 13 more years. Every July 1st, he gets paid $1,193,248.20. <laughs> is that enough of a deterrent that no one will ever structure a contract this way again? No. I mean, they, they have. There's been other deferred contracts that... The difference is that all the deferred contracts now come at, like, present-day value of money. So, like, Max Scherzer gets $15 million a year because they didn't pay him before, but he's not getting any interest on it. Bobby Vinnie is getting 8% interest on his money. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And then the other thing, I, and I saw you had uh, a Nathan's Hot Dogs signed uh, rapper. Casing, that yes, you point rapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's not the case. How many hot dogs do you eat? What, how uh, many could you eat? Uh, that, that was a question that I wanted to ask Tausch because I did see Joey Chestnut playing Hurts and winning yet another title. Um, is that event, and are there other aspects of that that have some business of sports implications like your signed rapper that you have? I love that event, but we need some competition for Joey Chestnut. And I'm not talking about some like, some guy harassing him seven dogs in. Like, we need we need some real competition. we got to bring back Kobayashi or someone. Uh, mm. You know, uh, because, because it is kind of losing its appeal. I mean, the only thing to do is bet against him on the over-under. But, but even, even I, as a gambling guy myself, was not, not too intrigued. I did try to qualify for the hot dog eating contest in 2004. <laughs> what? I had, um, yes. I, I had, I think I had eight hot dogs and buns in, in 12 minutes. And it was definitely, uh, <laughs> not very among good. the top 10 worst days of my life in terms of how I felt, <laughs> including COVID and any type of flu and anything. Hey, Darren, before we let you go, pickleball. Do you think there's big TV money coming with pickleball? Because it's the fastest-growing sport year in and year out. It's going to continue to grow. Where do you see that trajectory? Yeah, I I, I think it's pretty big. I mean, it's definitely big part from a participation standpoint, you know, I'm friends with Adam Franklin, who's the CEO of Franklin sports. I mean, he says that the pickleball kits and the stuff that they're selling, my neighbor has a pickleball court with stands. Do I need to say any more? <laughs> like bleachers? <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Well, you, you, uh, you could play Tausch one-on-one at your friend's, uh, pickleball court sometime down the road i'd like to see that matchup uh darren we love it when you spend time with us we really appreciate it it. and good luck good luck with the uh weekend at bernie's vhs uh fetching some big money (laughs) all right see you guys that is darren Ravel. he's uh, every time we talk to him i have a big smile because he just has so many different things that he and i can't believe who gets bought out he Ravel is basically saying the Big Ten's buying out some teams, getting them out of there. That, that is what he's saying. We will discuss that further next. It's Wilde and Tausch.